Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Freedom Speak on Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I am your host, Becca Marie, and I am here with a couple of awesome guests today, Joshua James and Tim McLean. And we're having a lot of discussion about sovereign American constitutional stuff. It's basically going to be that kind of day. So we've just got a pile of that kind of information now. Tim, you were talking about something before the end of the first hour. So I wanted to give you a chance to wrap up that thought. Uh, yeah. Boy, I don't remember where I was. <laughs> I think Joshua James said that uh, I was talking maybe about the Cisco V Trust. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah. Okay. So, so every, what is that exactly? So everybody has a Cisco V Trust account and it has to do with your birth bond. So when you were born and they registered you as a citizen, uh, they created this Cisco V Trust account. And that Cisco V Trust account is literally how they fund government. So like myself, my son looked up my, we, we all have so many bonds on us. Like, I mean, from our registration of our vehicles, our driver's license, our social security, but the main one is that uh, birth certificate. And so literally that birth certificate, like mine is worth like over, it's like a billion and a half dollars. And when we talk about dollars, they're fiat notes, they're not real money, but that's how they're funding government. And so as an example of that, if, if I turn around and get a speeding ticket, they take $120,000 out of my Cisco V trust account. And it all comes down to the courts and the courts are controlling all of us because if you have courts where you can prosecute people, like you were talking about in our last segment of the January 6th stuff, um, it all comes down to that they have to pull that money out of our account. So they're pulling that money out of our Cisco V trust account all the time. When you correct your status as an American state national, we have a way in our process where people can actually access that account themselves. Because as I was talking about in that last segment, we're supposed to be the creditors. So they have taken control of that Cisco V trust account as the fiduciary and the executor and the trustee. But what we show people is how you can end up becoming the trustee, the fiduciary and the beneficiary and you could become debt free. Now, have you, uh, do you know people that have actually uh, completed this process and have gotten to that point? Yes. Okay. Yes. We have people that um, utilize their laws, their codes and the UCC process. And in doing that, you can literally offset all of your debt and you could become debt free. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a way of being able to remove yourself from being a citizen and no longer under their jurisdiction. And uh, so what we teach people is how to correct their status, standing, and their jurisdiction. And basically in that process, you are removing yourself and no longer a part of their jurisdiction. Well, I kind of like that idea. Yeah. So Most anyway. people don't want to be, um, once they realize that we've been lied to about everything and they want to seek truth, then they end up doing exactly what we're told in Revelation 17, which has come out of Babylon. 
God commands us to do that. So people are coming out of Babylon and that Babylon is the government systems that is controlling us all. Yeah. Remember when, um, when our, well, when Jesus went back to go sit on the throne of his father, he told us that uh, we could do everything that he did and more. So he was sovereign, we're sovereign, and we can go beyond that. And the great experiment of America and why our forefathers committed that treason against the crown was so that we could all be kings and queens, we could all be royalty, versus being the peasants and chattel that we were in England. So we're the great experiment. How, how does a population of 337 million people live as royalty and our government as a servant? You know, the founding fathers knew though, there were a number of founding father quotes that I've, I've, I've read before. They knew that, that this great experiment that they created would be in danger from people that wanted to destroy it. And, and, and we're seeing that now. And you know, the one thing that seems to control so many people is money. In one way or another, it always ends up being money right. controlling people. And with, you know, with the Democrats, what they often do is they, they promise handouts and they give people, you know, really crumbs in Nancy Pelosi's words, give people crumbs and people are willing to accept those crumbs in giving up their freedom. And there's so many people that do that. Yeah. And it's like, I, I, I think you can almost guarantee that the people, a lot of the people that vote for these people are people that are in, in one way or another, they're, they're on the take. They're receiving, they're receiving money from the government and they wanna keep that coming. How do you control your slaves? You have to keep them in debt. And this goes back biblically. You keep, you keep when, them in debt and you give them just enough right. so that they can survive. And, and when you look at uh, even the story of Jeremiah and how when uh, his girlfriend at the time, his you know family was in debt and they ended up taking him and they put him in seven years of bondage under his debtor and so therefore he had to, for seven years, go serve his master because of the debt he owed him. Well, they've kept us in debt for that reason. And it all comes down to what is, I mean, it's so simple. I mean, the money we have is not money. It is a fiat note. It is a promissory note. Yeah. So therefore we can't even pay off our home, our mortgage or anything because we have no lawful money in this country. And there's no lawful money in this uh, world other than Russia now under the ruble because it's backed by gold and silver. And, and literally... So lawful money is you know, isn't backed it funny? by gold and silver. It's, it's God's money. Right. God's isn't, money. It funny, isn't it funny that it seems as though we're getting to the point of where Russia might be one of the only places in the world where they're still sovereign? Yeah, and you know what's crazy about that? I heard uh, an interview by a very well-known truther out there, and he was literally saying... I actually believe Putin more than I believe my own government anymore. You know, That's I've, where we've come I've, to. I've mentioned that myself a few times. It's like you don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah. Our, our, our media is no longer on our side. They're, they're basically mouthpieces and propaganda wings of the government. They're, they're not fighting for us anymore, we the people. They're, they're simply just spouting whatever propaganda that the government tells them. The to in a great way to explain that, I mean, everybody here saw it in their elections. Um, did the news media teach you who all of your elected uh, candidates, who all your candidates were in, in your county and in the state? I was never 
uh, running for sheriff here in Bernalillo County. I was never shown on the news at all until I lost. You right. Know? Yeah. No, you're what right. Are they, are, they, are they in favor of the pursuit of happiness of the people of the county and the state? But, well, but Joshua, did you really lose? I mean, honestly, let's... Rigged I mean, election. <laughs> exactly. Well, what they, what they did was they, they pushed the, the narrative of who they wanted to exactly. win the election. They didn't provide the information to us and give us the chance to decide. And, when you, and we, we've brought this word up a lot in this uh, conversation, which is narrative. It always comes down to a narrative. And what is a narrative? A narrative doesn't, as you were talking about, facts, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't talk about truth. A narrative can lie. And the problem is, is that people in this country, their, their eyes are closed to wanting to know the truth. And, and, I, and I don't mean it in the way that people aren't waking up, because they are. They want to know the truth now. However, there's a large majority of our country that just wants to be told what to do. And, and they'll believe like you were talking about the fact checkers. I, I mean, it's so true. It, Nobody it, questions the it, fact checkers. Yeah, and it could be that, that 30, 40 year old guy sitting in his mom's basement, like you said. Right. That all he does is he gets a paycheck to lie. Yeah. And it's all the narrative. So they want to control us by this narrative all the time. That's why the, the media is not the people's media anymore. It's owned by very wealthy people that they tell them what they're to put out on the news so that people believe it. It's mind control. And we've been under this mind control for over a hundred years. And our parents were asleep to it and, and we were asleep to it. But now people are going, wait a minute, that just can't be. The, these are not, you, you start discerning between truth and lies and you start going, there's no way that could be true. Just like this January 6th thing. I mean, literally, they, they they had their people there to create that insurrection, if you want to call it that. But the truth is, it's our own federal government that's the insurrectionists. They have cre created insurrection and treason on we the people because most of them know that these laws are foreign laws that are being imposed on us by the Vatican because we are all considered to be in dishonor because we the people did not take our government and continue with it. We allowed them to take our government from us. Well, you know, in this January 6th thing, it reminds me of something I talked about a long time ago when I was talking about, you know, the reason I bring up Nazi Germany is because there's so many parallels going on right now. And a lot of people early on, they said, oh, don't ever bring up, uh, don't ever bring up Nazis or Hitler or any of that stuff. And it's like, well, why not? I mean, we're seeing, we're seeing the same tactics going on here. There was an event, uh, in Nazi Germany that really turned the tide on the Jews uh, called Christ Kristallnacht. I think, it, I think that's how it's pronounced. And basically what that was is they, they created an event in which it had appeared that the Jews had an insurrection basically against, uh, against the uh, Nazi government, whatever. And <clears throat> made them look like violent criminals. Was that when they burnt down the, the building? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I, I don't remember the exact details of that one. I'll have to, I'd have to look that one up. But Kristallnacht, it was like a turning point. And basically that, that turned public opinion against the Jews. And 
that is exactly what they're using. That's what they're doing with this whole January 6th thing. It's like you, like you said, there is quite a bit of proof coming out that, in fact, there were possibly FBI informants in that crowd early on when all of the violence got started that were basically egging it on and pushing it forward and getting the crowd moving and getting the car crowd agitated and creating this this event mm -hmm. in which otherwise you would have had just a, a I don't know there were a million two million there were a lot of people there of of peaceful Trump supporters there just waving flags and and you know I I've been to a lot of rallies we we don't we I'm sorry we don't do violence well if you look at uh, even the, you know coming back to the truth of everything mm -hmm. um, Trump ended up authorizing that they can have the National Guard there beforehand. Okay. And then and then Nancy Pelosi turned it down. And and literally he wanted her to go ahead and authorize that for so that something like this wouldn't happen. But yet she turned it down. So therefore she's the one who should be responsible. She's the one who should they should be having this committee over right now and and questioning what the truth is behind her turning down the National Guard. Well, not to mention, I'm, I'm seeing people talking about that were there that arrived at the Capitol, and they said it was empty. There was, like, virtually no presence of any kind of law enforcement or anybody there. I mean, it was just, it's like they left the place completely open. Yeah. And, and I think they intentionally did that because they wanted something to happen. Exactly. They wanted it to be a crystal knock They event. had an agenda. Yep. Yes. Yep. It all came down to that it was all set up, pre-planned, and honestly, Trump knew it was going to happen because they had already set it up. So he was smart enough to authorize to have those troops there, and yet she turned it down. Yeah. So, so I mean, people want to know the truth. They really have to look for it because they hide it. They hide the truth. It slips out here and there, and, and people, I, I guess it really comes down to this. People all the time now, because somebody says it, they believe it. Because they've gotten to the point where they can't think for themselves. And they, I mean, they've literally made our country, um, and I hate to say it this way, but ignorant people. Yeah. And it's all been done through this corporate, you know, schooling system and them controlling everybody to believe what they want them to believe. There used to be, when I grew up as a kid, commentators. And they always had like, the Republican commentator than the Democrat. And, and you would hear both points of view and all that. You don't get that anymore. Now no. you just get what they want you to hear. Yeah. Because people, unfortunately, are dumb enough that they don't seek the truth. And they don't want to know the truth because they just are okay with being told what to believe now. Well, they've literally got people now resistant to hearing the truth. I mean, yeah. you know. Josh, you know, I was talking to you about that a little bit ago. It's like, yeah. and people have literally been conditioned to the point of where they get triggered if you try to tell them anything that doesn't fit the narrative. Mm -hmm. And it, and it's like, it's, it's, I don't know, it's like a Stockholm syndrome, sure. really. It's what's going on. I mean, as somebody who's, I've lived a lot of lives. Uh, I've, I've done a lot of things. I've worked in D.C. on the, on the left uh, through many different uh, <laughs> Hillary Clinton, so many others. I've been in the middle. I've, I've gone around this country protesting. I've worked in the restaurant industry. I've done so many different things. And, and I notice a lot of people that haven't really done a whole lot of things, you know, which is fine. It's okay. You have the right to do that. But they're very limited in their, in their education. 
you know, uh, they, don't, they don't go out of the way to study things, you know. That actually fits a lot of people in this country, sure. I've mm -hmm. noticed. I, 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 you know, I'm, I've always been very diverse on the things that I, that I, you know, that I do and things I learn. It's like I love learning new things. And I have noticed that, mo I would say most people, most people in this country, they, they've got their one thing they do in life, whether it be their job or whatever, where they, you know, they do their thing where they're connecting part A to part B. Usually every a day. routine of some kind. Yeah, some, some routine and they don't, they don't do much anything else. I mean, I've, I've met people in this, in this state where they've literally not left the town they live in ever. It's like, I find that hard to believe. It's like, aren't you curious what's outside uh, all this? But <laughs> no, they're not. But that's just an example. Mm -hmm. People, they don't, they don't learn anything new. They don't go anywhere. And But there's a good positive of all this too, because people are waking up and uh, Joshua James was a big part of that here in New Mexico. And, yeah. and quite frankly, he was being called all around the country to come and speak in other states about the constitutional sheriff and how important that is. And quite frankly, many, many thousands of people in this state believe that the election here was just rigged because every event he spoke at, if there was other candidates there, he was the one where people were standing up and cheering. Right. And yet these other guys were getting booed and stuff because of the stuff they were saying. But Josh was talking about the truth of what this country is supposed to be founded on when it comes to the sheriff. And yet the, the establishment the guy got the nomination. Exactly. You know, so therefore, yeah. you know, when, when we look at everything that's going on, people need to stand up. And right here, not in every state, but here in New Mexico, people need to ask for a recall on this last vote because this man... I, I was with him many a times, and he went everywhere. He talked to everybody. And like he said, Joshua, he, he grew up as a Democrat, and he supported Democrat people. But he woke up to the truth, and he started realizing it's both sides are, are messed up. Yeah. And, and he ended up standing right in the middle between them. He turns around and goes to a Democrat convention and speaks there. You know, he was probably one of the only ones that did that. He had more people in this state backing him. And to turn around and have uh, this election go down exactly like it did in 2020 uh, know, is exactly what happened here in New Mexico. Well, you know, this isn't a Republican or a Democrat thing. I mean, they try to make right. it do that. Right. And I believe they do that to, so they can pit us against each divide other. Us. There again, it's that divide and conquer thing that uh, they have been so successful at doing. And now they're doing that between a lot of other people too. They're doing it between people of different races. They're doing it between people of, uh, of different lifestyles, all of this stuff. And they're, they're taking all of these little things and they're compartmentalizing everybody and they're turning everybody against each other. Yeah. And Joshua was constantly calling for us to unite, not parties. He was not talking parties. He was constantly saying, do you want to be an American? Do you want to stand up for our country? Do you want our true rights back? Do you want, you know, to, to actually have freedom from our government? He was fighting for those true principles and he was not going down one party line or the other. He stood right in the middle and, and he was welcoming everybody into supporting him. And, and honestly, the man wasn't even gonna take a paycheck to get elected as sheriff. He was fighting for our country. He was fighting for our state. And, and so 
I'm I'm calling it out right now that that we need to have a a, a recount on it. We should have a hand recount on it, and people in the state should all talk to their uh, uh, neighbors and everybody they can. And we need to unite around this man because, quite frankly, the power of the sheriff is exactly what we were talking about earlier. It starts from we the people to the county and from the county to the state and then to the federal government. It's not the other way around, folks. Yeah, no, it's not. And there, there are key positions in, in every state and every county that people need to know what those jobs are because they can make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. I mean, Secretary of State, Sheriff, Land Commissioner, which, by the way, uh, Larry Marker, who was supposed to be with us here today, got in a car accident yesterday, last night, and couldn't be here. But uh, that he, he's, he's running as an independent. Yep. And, of course, now we're hearing uh, all the Republicans, oh, we got to stand behind the Republican nominees. And remember, folks, there, there's no parties in the Constitution. We have to be unbiased to all that. Um, uh, the Constitution's about everybody's rights. But Larry Marker needs, like, 14,000 signatures by June 29th. And I promise you, this man can do so many things for the state as land commissioner that, I'm sorry, the establishment side is not going to do. They're not going to touch. They're not even going to talk about it. He can build the wall. And he will build the wall. Um, we have so many resources in the state. We're literally the 22nd richest place on this planet. Yet we're the poorest state in the nation. There are so many resources here that we could all be getting dividends every month. Uh, just like Alaska does. We could have extra money in our pocket because of the wealth of the state. So we need to stand up. We need to learn uh, what's important and uh, get Larry Marker in there, and we need to vote him. I'm sorry, don't don't vote yeah, give, the get Republican him, Party. Get him his signatures that he needs. Get him on the ballot so yeah, that yeah. he can you can have a choice. And, you know, I, I look him up, get his information. He's only got a limited amount of time to get the signatures. He's got, I think, from what I heard from him, he's got maybe a little over half of them now, and he needs like 14,000. So I would say... I've talked to him. I like his message. I think that he would do a fantastic job. He'd stand up for us. He's a patriot. And not only that, but and something we're going to talk about here in a little bit is the this whole 30-30 land grab idea that you, you might have heard of, which is really, I've done a little bit of research on that. And it's, in my opinion, it's completely unconstitutional for the federal government, like we were talking about, how the federal government is supposed to be down on the bottom. They shouldn't be coming in and confiscating a, a state's land or a person's land or their property or their home or any of that stuff. They shouldn't be doing that. You know, constitutionally, government cannot own property. They can't. They no. can't. No. Yet every county, every city, every municipality, every state, every the federal government, they, they own more land. There's land some really interesting discussion I want to have on that, which we are definitely going to have. That's at the, one of the top of my agenda, talking about one of those things. Okay, so something I want to talk about that both of you guys are really, really interested in, and Joshua, you've talked about it numerous times, is the whole concept of, of political bonds for politicians, okay? Now, I did a lot of my own research on this, too, because you've got me really interested in this whole thing. So, Good. thank you, Joshua. <laughs> I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. So, <laughs> so, anyway, so, 
first of all, what what a, what is an assurity bond? What is a an assurity bond, and what is a political personal assurity bond? Okay, basically, what that is is like I'm a contractor too, and I've had to have bonds for work that I've done. And basically that just means that I am going to take personal responsibility for the work I do. In the case of a politician, a, a, an assurity bond, a political assurity bond, is when you get elected to an office, you raise your hand and, and, you, and you take an oath to defend the Constitution of the United States of America and, in the sta and also the state of New Mexico, if you're a New Mexico uh, politician. So, what holds you responsible for upholding that oath? Okay, if there is no recourse that you can take against one of these politicians when they take that oath, then what good is the oath? It means nothing. Okay, so this personal surety bond, it gives you an avenue in which you can go in and you can, and if they're violating their, their constitutional oath, if they're violating your constitutional rights, if they're not doing what they promised that they were going to do when they got in office, you can go after that bond and you can sue them and you can say, okay, you are not upholding your oath of office and I am going to sue you. Now, <clears throat> personally, so, in their own capacity. Per personally, exactly. And I found, you know, these, these bonds in the state of New Mexico, this is in fact in the statutes of this state. It is a law. It is a law they are supposed to, to follow. And not only that, but not only are they supposed to do this, but the Secretary of State of this state, which is currently Maggie Toulouse Oliver, is responsible for keeping an accurate record of these bonds, of all of these politicians. And if they do not get that bond within a certain amount of time, a very short amount of time, of being elected to office... 30 days in New Mexico. 30 days then their office is considered vacant. In other words, uh, they have not uh, fulfilled their duty to get that bond, and so they are now no longer legitimately in office. They forfeit that elected mm -hmm. position. Right, and there, are there is provisions in place in our New Mexico law for enforcing that and removing them. Look, in, in the state of New Mexico, we have the Homesteading Act, okay? So if there's an abandoned property and there's an abandoned house, you can go move into that house and start doing work on it. And once you've lived in it for 10 years, the state now owes you a title of deed. So it's, it works the exact same way. Once those offices are vacant, we have the right, we have the ability and the, the privilege the, uh, to walk into those offices and take them. And that's, that's where we're at now. Work, I, I've been working with Mickey uh, Klon with bondsforthewind.com. And uh, now that everybody has been learning that these people don't have any bonds, uh, there's no recourse, there's no remedy for we the people uh, when they don't uphold their constitutional oath. Now she's actually closing down all those bonds for the winds pages on Telegram and whatnot. And now our next objective is learning um, even deeper our constitution and our rights so that we can walk in there and take those vacant offices so that we can pull these criminals out of office. I mean, I hear it every day. Oh, we got to vote MLG out of office. We got to vote Maggie to lose Oliver out of office. Uh, you don't vote out criminals, people. They've committed crimes. They've committed the, the worst crime you can commit in this country, which is treason. There's only one penalty to treason. It ain't jail, it's death. Right. It is what it is. Our forefathers knew what they were doing. Tyrant, tyrants, tyranny hasn't changed. 
it always is what it is. And that's what we're living under right now. And they are not upholding the law. That's what a republic is. It's a nation of laws, uh, which is why it's the only form of government that should ever be fair and righteous because everything else leads to tyranny. So, so our next objective is becoming smarter uh, as a people here. We gotta take back this state. We gotta take back those offices. We gotta eliminate all that is repugnant to the constitution. You know, when they pass a gun law, a red flag gun law, we're like, oh, we gotta write another law to, to make that law not exist. No, no, no. When, it's just the fact that they talk about a law against our second amendment or, or, any, or any other amendment, any right of ours, uh, it's treason. You're right, it is. And that right there is a failure to uphold, uphold their oath of office right there. They, they are not defending the Constitution anymore. They are attacking the Constitution. So that, I don't think people, a lot of people see it that way. You know, uh, here in New Mexico, like we just talked about the law of the bonds. It's Article 22, Section 19, Article 20, I believe, Section 3, maybe 1. Um, but in November 2020, Right in 2018, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, I was screaming the bonds, trying to 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 get this into the narrative, and uh, we even had candidates that signed declarations of intent to get bonded once they they won their office. Um, but in November 2020, silently, I, I'm still trying to figure out how they passed it. They passed a statute in legislature, saying that legislature. We're the only people that had the ability to decide who's bonded and how they're bonded. Well, when they passed that statute, all of the elected officials were already in violation of not being bonded. Right. Their hey, Joshua, hold big. that thought. We're at the break, and we will pick that up right after the break. We'll be right back. Agave Builders, we are a veteran, family-owned company since 1993. If you have a small honey-do list or need a home build, we can help you with that. So call us at 505-385-6680. Do you have a hard time getting in and out of your bathtub? We are also a premier walk-in tub dealer. We can help you with those aches and pains of getting in and out. Find us at agavebuildersnm.com. We are also a VA-certified company that helps qualified veterans obtain grants through the VA and other nonprofits to repair or remodel their home. Find us at agavebuildersnm.com, look us up on Facebook, or call us 505-385-6680. That's 505-385-6680. Longing to be free of pain? Free of pain meds? To move freely and easily again? Call Dr. Lynn today. 505-200-0271. RiverLightCommunityPT.com. 505-200-0271. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband and wife team since 2004. Individual coaching ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. 
one-on-one, -on -one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214 or on the web at PerkinsProtectionTraining.com. all you ultra magas and lizard people love you guys i'm becca marie i'm your host you're listening to freedom speak on conservative talk abq kdaz 96.9 fm 700 am and you can listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com i want to invite you to email me your comments suggestions if you want to get started advertising this is an awesome place to get your ad out Email me at beccamarienm at gmail.com, and that is spelled B-E-C-C-A-M-A-R-I-N-M -M at gmail.com. And uh, check out my webpage. Check out my Facebook page. I post some really interesting stuff on Facebook when it doesn't get censored and taken down and flagged by the fact checkers. Anyway, so my, my website is freedomspeakwithbeccamarie.com, and I've got replays of all my previous shows on there and um, a lot of good stuff. So I am here today with Joshua James and Tim McLean, and we're talking about all kinds of constitutional stuff and sovereign American. And now we're talking about uh, bonding in New Mexico and what it is. And it's a real thing. Uh, you might have been led to believe by some people, oh, this is just a conspiracy thing. This is just nonsense. This, no, this is a real thing. This is really in the New Mexico statutes. It is a law, okay? And you can look up just like, I, I just got this, I did some highlighting on this one thing I was looking at. Uh, New Mexico statute, they call it NMSA 10-1-13, just an example, for county officers. Now, they have different sections for different types of of political um, employees. I'm going to call them employees. They're employees. There are servants. There are public servants. And it talks about these bonds that you're supposed to have. Now, it also in here, it has for depending on what position you're in, the amount, the dollar amount of the bond, it, it varies from position to position. Like for instance, county commissioner, that's $5,000. Uh, county sheriff, $20,000. The biggest one here is county treasurer, which is $50,000. Apparently, if you're going to be managing the money, they want to have a bigger bond on you. Common, commerce is always uh, one of the top positions there. Yeah. So, so the thing is, here, here's another interesting thing, too. Buying a, uh, an assurity bond is not like insurance. In a way, it kind of works like insurance, but it's different, okay? The difference is, is that a bond is basically your personal promise that you will guarantee something that you're going to do, and that if you do not follow through, you can be potentially held personally liable, okay? So it's like a promise. It's kind of like Kind of like when you get in trouble for a crime and uh, they, they come out with a bond for you to get you out of jail and, uh, you know, you're, 
you got to pay that money back. And it's like, this is the same way. If they go out, somebody goes after your bond for not fulfilling your oath, you are personally responsible for that money. And so in order to be legitimate on these bonds, this is an interesting thing I've never heard anybody mention, but I, I, I thought I would bring this up, is since you're personally responsible, you have to have personal property equal to or more than that value of that bond, okay? So in, for these large bonds, like 50,000 bucks, I mean, probably real estate, probably your home, okay, is what you have to have to guarantee that bond. Right, you want to add to that, Joshua? I mean, you talk about this stuff all the time. Well, yeah, this is, this is what holds them personally accountable. Uh, yeah. I mean, right now, the, the fact that they're not bonded, uh, anytime they do get in trouble for something, I mean, we saw the, uh, who was the head of the school board, laundered, what, $9 million through her restaurant, which is still open, by the way. You can go and eat there anytime between 10 and 8 o'clock p.m. Uh, wow. Right across the street from UNM. Yeah, okay. Um, but... Uh, it gives us the ability to now go and place a claim upon that bond because they didn't uphold their constitutional duty. So the fact that they're not bonded uh, and they go to court and they get in trouble, uh, Diana Duran, the woman that signed the contracts for uh, Dominion voting machines back in the day uh, in the Martinez administration, I mean, she, she went out on 64 uh, counts of fraud. Um, well, when they go to court, the state is is or the people actually, the taxpayers, are paying for their crimes. Uh, and sometimes they stay in office, they don't get in trouble at all, and sometimes they're, they're just removed, but never thrown in jail. Uh, Diana Duran's not in jail. Uh, what was the lady's name? The school board lady, she's not in jail. Uh, so it, it all falls upon us. It hurts us. It doesn't hurt them at all. I mean, it, just imagine if the mob and the Crips and the Bloods all had the same kind of entitlements. Uh, what would people be doing, you know? Well, you know, since I like to always back up everything I say uh, when I say it's a fact, I like to back it up with actual, you know, documents. I, I was reading this thing on, let's say, how, how you've been talking about if somebody does not fulfill their, their duty to get their bond, that their, their office is vacant, okay? I was, I was looking at, this is kind of interesting here, um, under, um, under this 10-1-13 NMSA, if, uh, let's say, for instance, somebody doesn't fulfill their duty, okay? Appointment to fill county, this is for county offices, but like I said, other offices are the same way. Appointment to fill county office vacancy. A vacancy in a county office may occur where a successor in an office fails to qualify, okay, which means if you don't take out your bond within 30 days like you're supposed to, that would certainly be one of those instances in which uh, you're, you're null and void. You're, you no longer hold that office anymore. And it says here, the Board of County Commissioners must appoint a person to fill the vacancy and an incumbent, uh, and an incumbent who has already served two consecutive terms is ineligible for that appointment. So basically it's saying that the county commissioners 
will fill that vacancy. Well, what do you do when the county commissioners, too, are not bonded? <laughs> That's really, really interesting. And the judges are not bonded. Right. And the mayor is Which not bonded. Which is the case that we have in the state of New Mexico. It's like we've got pretty much an entire government in this state which is completely illegitimate. And remember, fraud officiates fraud. So anytime there's fraud, we can always go after it, even if it's 20, 30, 40, 50 years down the road or 100, 200 years down the road. You cannot stop the people. The people always have remedy from fraud. See, that's why they created the statute of limitations. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, four years, and then it doesn't matter. No, not, not with fraud. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, it's, it goes right back to the very beginning of the fraud. Fraud officiates fraud. At the break, Joshua, you were starting to say how they uh, passed a law so that they uh, didn't have to hold people to those bonds. It would be good for you to elaborate on that because that goes right to the fraud of ECH fraud because they passed something when they themselves weren't even right. able to. They were already in violation of not being bonded. Their offices were already vacant, and yet legislature passed that, that uh, statute saying that the only legislature has the ability to decide who's bonded and how they're bonded. See, if you go look in our New Mexico Constitution, it's never been amended. If you don't amend a constitutional amendment, that law stands, and, and it supersedes statute law, because um, statute's a code. It's not, it's not law. It's the so, color of law. Something very interesting when you actually think about this. Uh, I think it was in our first segment here, Rebecca. I had brought up that it, everything comes down to being bonded, right? Our birth certificate being bonded, all right? Everything is being traded on the markets under bonds. And I, I actually think that this is actually sort of a good thing in two ways because these public officials are not personally bonded, so they've already broken their oath in the first place, so the, the uh, positions are vacant. But there's a second side to it that nobody, I think, is really looking at. <clears throat> what they're doing is they're doing what's called an umbrella bond. So the umbrella bond is uh, basically a corporate bond because everything's corporations and they're all working under the corporation of the government rather than a, uh, a true de jure government. So therefore, we the people can go after them in both ways. We could go after that corporate bond too. And not just their own personal surety bond, but we the people, because they're in violation, could actually go file on that corporate bond and believe it or not, that corporate bond's a lot more. <laughs> yeah. When, when they had to post that bond, they're covering all offices, all people within those agencies. So therefore, that bond is one bond, which is a much larger amount. It's an insurance policy, just like Disneyland. If you slip and fall at Disneyland, you can go sue that bond. You know, the downside of that whole... Uh, umbrella bond idea, though, is if you go after and sue that, who pays? Right. We do. Right. It's like, oh, I'm going to sue you, and then after I sue you, it's like suing yourself. Well, here's the other thing. Is that's, that that's the thing that's really, really wrong about that. The Supreme Court ruled down blanket bonds. They said you cannot have blanket bonds, and they had three cases on that. Well, it that. defeats the purpose. That's right. That's right. So... So would, there are, once again, there, there's more fraud. It would be a whole different topic to actually go into, which we can't really go there now, but I, st I touched on fiat money. Mm -hmm. There's really no true money, though. And so, therefore, another true fact is that when people say, you know, that they're paying their tax taxes and they're spending all this money on taxes, the truth, and, I, and we won't go into it, is that 
we actually are paying our taxes to the Vatican and it's not going to our country and and money is really not real it's not controlling anything so therefore if we do go after that that bond it's really nothing in the first place it isn't actually our tax payer money well what are our city councils and our county commissioners what are they what are they always voting on bonds yep. to pay for the education to pay for the roads and then our tax dollars right that that? Yep. right it's a bond yep right. which is yeah. way more valuable than they than they let us in on you know when you get into that topic of how money is not real it's like it's like that has I, I've tried to sort that one out in my mind before and it's like it just almost makes my head explode trying to think about that yeah. and it's like but you're right it's all fiat and it's like uh, okay now you know back in the old days when we would barter for things it made a lot of sense like for instance I you know I do techie type work let's say for instance if we went back to the most basic way of of trading like we used to is that I would say do some work for somebody and and I'd and they would say well uh how about in exchange for your work if I give you a a couple of chickens and it's mm -hmm. like Oh, okay. I like chicken. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take those chickens. That'd be fine. That's actually something concrete, something substantial. Right. And we'll actually gain you more over time, right? It's kind of yeah. like buying Bitcoin or something. Yeah. You buy it and right now it's $22,000 um, and you traded a car or something for it. Well, at some point it'd be back up to $67,000. So to actually, it's a better, better deal for you. Yeah. But back to the bonds on this whole thing though, is that we actually have an advantage in both ways. They, they actually put themselves in a corner, you know, because when they turn around and they do just an umbrella bond, it doesn't mean like, oh, okay, we're dead in the water. We can't do anything about this. No, actually, they gave us an advantage because when you go after a bond, the government system has to shut down until that, that claim is resolved because they once that, that uh, lawsuit comes in over that bond, it freezes that bond and it freezes that account. So therefore, now the government is not actually up operating under a bond because the bond is already, the amount of the bond, whether it's a, a million dollars or a billion dollars, it's frozen for that case in case they lose that case. So they literally put themselves into a corner because now they only have one bond to protect the government. That's the reason why the government had to uh, pass the, in the constitution that each person has to have their own bond so it wouldn't shut down the government and freeze those bonds. Well, and we, and all over the state and all over the country, I mean, we're finding that majority of counties don't even have, because it all the bonds are supposed to operate, well, the way they're operating it now, the insurance policies is it goes through risk management. Well, we're going to risk management and finding out they don't even have an insurance policy. Mm -hmm. So they have nothing absolutely nothing they're pirates on the ship they're actors pretending to be in charge you know but then it also makes each one of those people holding office now liable under their own personal liabilities so being that they don't even have a surety bond they don't have any protections of their own assets now because people can go after them just like when you see a police officer that turns around and gets uh, thrown in prison for you know the George Floyd thing or whatever right um, well, they can go after all of his assets because he's not protected. So these, these people holding office, they should want a protection of, just like I owned a bunch of corporations. 
I not only had each corporation bonded, but then I had a big umbrella bond, and then I had my own personal bond behind them. So I, I set up layers of protection. They've left themselves vulnerable. Mm -hmm. They're literally like, um, you know, standing out there uh, with no wagons around them to protect them, and the Indians are coming in and and could literally just slaughter them all. You know, so like, I, I know over the past couple of years and uh, all the tyranny that uh, that this governor has 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 done uh, and destroyed businesses and violated people's constitutional rights and you know not only but not only uh, U.S. Constitution but New Mexico constitutional rights which you know I wanted to talk about some of those too but the thing is is people say oh well she can't be removed from office it's like well. Not necessarily true. Um, we're talking about these bonds. This is the thing that could could get us some justice. And it's like, and there, and this is not just something we're talking about. People have successfully done this around the country. I was I was uh, reading a story about uh, a some parents, actually one parent that went after a school board on her own and managed to eliminate the masking requirements at that school by going after their bonds mm -hmm. in the school board. This was one parent made a difference. Imagine if a whole bunch of us were to go after these, these bonds and go after these people personally for violating their oath. We, our only option, our only option uh, as we the people is to exalt every single thing we can constitutionally. And when we have nothing left to go after constitutional and, and we still have no remedy, now our remedy becomes not only our voice, but what protects that voice, our Second Amendment. Uh, we absolutely have the right to go in and drag these people out of their office, period. That is our duty constitutionally to ensure that our people, that our children, that our documents continue on in that pursuit of happiness. And Every, every one of those elected officials, even though they're vacant, they have a duty, the mayor, the police chief, the sheriff, the commissioners, all of them have a duty to ensure that uh, pursuit of happiness as well and the, the health and the well-being of their community. And so when they're violating our rights and they're not uh, protecting that pursuit of happiness, in fact, they're allowing your business to go down, they're allowing you to lose your house, they're allowing your children to go hungry, they're allowing your children to be uh, indoctrinated and uh, sexuality and everything else, uh, they've already not upheld that duty. And therefore, we have the, the right to pull them out of their office and hold a special election and to bring somebody else into that office that will uphold that duty. And there's not a single one in this state uh, besides those well, I've only seen one sheriff, but we'll say the four bonded sheriffs in this state, the only ones that are bonded, that are truly in their elected positions. And one of them wasn't. One of them was in violation. Sheriff Black of Otero County, he also, he was ignorant of the law. You know, the, the law loves to tell us that ignorance is no excuse. So right. we, we went and taught him, and he went and got bonded, and the people forgave him. And now he's pulling an audit in Otero County and the Secretary of State is trying to sue him for it, saying that they don't have jurisdiction to question the vote. Um, that, that should just throw everybody's head in the oh, loop. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the Secretary of State, Maggie Toulouse, is, uh, is, is heading this effort. And her, she herself is in violation. Mm -hmm. Because I was talking about these bonding requirements that 
Also, another thing, and this is the law, this is in the New Mexico statutes, the Secretary of State is responsible for maintaining accurate records of these bonds and following up if they're not complied with. She has to have a book of bonds. Right. Same with the county clerk. But apparently, from what I, I don't know if you can back me up on this one or not, I heard the other day that apparently she has no idea uh, about any of this and she does not have a book. Of course not. Her predecessors didn't have it, so therefore she didn't know this job until she got in there. She still doesn't know it. No, she obviously doesn't. She's being told what to do. They're getting Soros money and whatever other money, Chinese money that they're getting, and they don't know their own job. Mm-hmm. In fact, all they're doing right now is trying to protect their own life because they know, the whole country knows, that the silent majority is stepping up, that we're learning this information, and they don't have a hope. So at this point, it's kill or be killed. They are not going to back down. They are going to fight this till the very end because they ain't got nothing else to do. They ain't got nothing left. So that's where we, the people, need to learn those constitutional authorities, assert those constitutional authorities, and stand above them. We don't understand, stand underneath their authority and their thumb when they're not upholding the law. Foreign or domestic. Right. And enemies, we got a lot, we've got a lot of domestic enemies right now. We do. And they've literally done it over a period of time where they continue to insert their people into our government to literally overthrow our government with, from within. And what, what Joshua is definitely hitting some really good points on is that <clears throat> if we the people don't stand up, if we the people don't actually start becoming we the people again and start controlling our government, it's over. Because literally they're at a point where they are, are getting so obtuse with what they're doing that we will just lose every single right there is. So it's time for us to stand up and actually recognize who we're dealing with. It's, it's domestic uh, enemies. And our constitution, as Joshua said, we have, an, we have a responsibility as Americans to our own constitution to stand up and and actually do something about this rather than just continue, continuing to sit on the sidelines and let it happen. Well, we've got mob rule going on right now is what we have. It's like we have so many criminals that are currently in our government. Democracy. You know, that's... Yeah, it's demo- not a republic anymore. It's no, it's a democracy, not. That's so it's right. mob people, rule. And they're even refer- referring to it to, as a democracy all right. the time. They want people to believe that we live in a democracy, which we don't. Because a democracy, a pure democracy, is mob rule. Exactly. And that means that if you've got a bunch of criminals that have taken over, then they could potentially stay in power forever. Exactly. And that's why when we were talking about the Republic of Texas... There, a lot of people need to really look at, I mean, it's simple. Everybody out there that wants to know the difference, you can Google it, and Google will even tell you the difference between a democracy and a republic. Yeah. A republic is we, the people, that are telling our republic officials how we want them to operate. And they're supposed to be, as representatives, going to uh, you know, their, their state legislators and being able to say, this is what my constituents want. But under a democracy, you have one person, one voice that doesn't speak for the people. So it's mob, it's mob rule on their part now. You know, um, we, we got intel into the Republic that Abbott, uh, governor of, of the state of Texas, um, 
is wanting to secede from the union. And I know the southern counties in New Mexico, they've been waiting for a long time for Texas to secede. Although what people don't realize is because the state of Texas is a fraud and was never properly ceded, they can't secede from the union. Um, but apparently that's what he's trying to do. And he's apparently talking to Mexico and the cartels and wanting to work out deals to secede under a different control. And if that now happens, how would that work? But exactly? they that, that will absolutely affect New Mexico if something like that goes down. They cannot succeed because the treaty. The right. treaty stands before the actual uh, corporation of, of uh, the, the state of Texas. And so therefore, it's already a de jure state. It's just the people don't know it. And so therefore, they, they, there's no way they could possibly even succeed succeed from uh, from the government of the succeed corporation. At su succeed, succeed yeah. at yeah. seceding. <laughs> Boy, that's hard to say. Yeah, let's say that 10 times fast. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if we're going to, we can either sit back and just watch all, all of this disappear, watch our constitution burn to ashes and, and everything just fall apart, or we can finally stand up and take charge. We need people in every single county of New Mexico to start placing complaints uh, for voter fraud, for violation of our Bill of Rights because of the mask mandates and all that crap. We need everybody to go place complaints with those sheriffs. And, and what we're going to find out uh, is that they're probably going to just ignore it like they do everything else, like the courts do constantly. We try to put in something, they just push it aside and, and ignore it. Um, but as we go through this process, especially when we're talking bonds, we have the four bonded sheriffs, okay? And I just talked to Sheriff Hamilton of Sierra County, who's one of those bonded sheriffs. And he straight up told me, I asked him if he's gonna do the same thing that Sheriff Black's doing. Is he gonna call the audit? He said nobody's made a complaint to him. Okay, remember, you have to put your elected officials, whether they're truly an officer or not, they don't do anything until you tell them to do something. So we have to place those complaints with them. And, and we'll really see the difference between the bonded sheriffs and the unbonded sheriffs. And if the bonded sheriffs decide that they don't want to follow through, guess what? We can definitely go place a claim on their bonds because they are bonded. Right. And we can force them to do it because they do have that ultimate authority. The sheriff, the commissioners, they have the authority to audit the elections and they have that duty to do so. So that, that's our next step is to see those complaints going across this entire state. We need people to come together. So please, I, I'm still at SheriffJoshuaJames.com. You can send me a message. You can call me, 505-975-9785. And let's start putting these crews together in every single county. And I'm, I'm doing my best to work with everybody in every county. And uh, remember, united we stand divided we fall. Yeah, for sure. And you know, like what I was talking about earlier, how that one parent managed to file a claim against the bonds of these uh, school board members. And one parent made a difference. So it doesn't take a lot of people to do this. It's like one person can do this, but if we've got a lot of us doing this, we can do this because this is how we can hold these people accountable. You know, unfortunately, I think it's gonna come down to that we need to wake up more people and uh, it's sort of crazy because the uh, federal government is actually waking people up for us. Yeah. Gas prices, inflation, everybody's seen. I mean, gosh, we went to the store and got groceries the other day. It was like $700. 
I mean, wow. that, that used to be like, you know, three or 400 What did you buy for $700? A lot of steaks. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, actually, the truth, the truth is, is we aren't eating the I love good steaks. foods anymore. Hey, guys, we're at, the, we're at the end of the second hour. So um, we got our uh, third hour coming up, and we got a lot more stuff to still talk about. I want to talk about the 3030 land grab stuff. Uh, I want to talk about communists in New Mexico. That's a fun one. And um, I'm gonna, I want to talk about a little bit about how MLG has violated our Constitution over the past couple of years. So we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 